0: have you ever had an experience? And that experience was so good. It was so epic. It was so incredible. It was so amazing that you actually had difficulty trying to explain it to other people, right? Maybe you had an opportunity to travel to some beautiful place in the world, and it was so breathtaking that you could hardly describe it to somebody else. So you just end up saying what? You just got to see it for yourself. And so, As many of you know, this service, this is our candlelight service. It's Christmas Eve. And many of you have been to a candlelight service before, but imagine trying to explain what a candlelight service is like to somebody that had never experienced it before. You might tell them, well, we have candles and we have glow sticks for the kids. And at some point in the service, you know, people light the candles and they set off the glow sticks and then we sing some songs together and the room lights up and it's magical. It's really, really beautiful. I mean, you could tell them all that, but the truth is that they actually have to be here and experience it themselves to get the full experience. And that's because some things in life just can't be explained. Some things in life have to be experienced, and you can try to explain it, uh, you know, and, and a candlelight experience, it needs to be, or a candlelight service needs to be experienced like what we're doing. Now, the Christmas season is kind of like that too, right? So yeah, there is Santa and reindeer and snowmen, and, but the experience of Christmas, it's also the atmosphere, that's filled with hope and joy and life and parties and music and all of that. It's hard to explain, but we all know it because we've experienced it. And there's a Bible verse that talks about Uh, the difference between explaining and experiencing as well. And so John said it this way. He said, the word became flesh and blood. In other words, Jesus was born and he moved into the neighborhood. And we saw the glory with our own eyes, the one of a kind glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. And look, it may not seem like it, but this verse is describing the very first Christmas, when Jesus joined us here on earth and moved into our neighborhood, planet earth. And and I know that church people get real into the idea that Jesus came to earth to be with us. And maybe you've heard people like explain that because of the birth of Jesus, that we can know how incredible God is. And that because of Christmas, you can know how powerful God is and how the season shows us how loving God is. God is. And so you hear all the explanations and all the reasons, but sometimes some of us, we're not sure we really get it, you know? And, and if you don't get it, there are some actually some really good reasons why you might not. It may be f- difficult to focus on the Jesus aspect of Christmas because sometimes people who claim to follow Jesus, sometimes we misrepresent who he is, you know, his goodness, his generosity. And because some of us don't act like we follow Jesus, it can be hard for people to see that Jesus is a gift at all. Or it could be hard to focus on Jesus at Christmas because to be honest, life is just really hard right now for you. Maybe finances or school, work, maybe they're incredibly stressful. Maybe friendships are hard. Marriages are hard. Maybe it's family because family can be difficult, especially around the holidays. We can go through such tough circumstances and in the middle of those circumstances it can actually be very easy to miss how jesus matters that he came and he born he was born in flesh and blood because maybe something has not turned out the way that you wanted or the way you felt like you deserved and it's in those moments that it's easy to feel like the good news of christmas that jesus came to be with us it's easy to think well, what does that have to do with me? Like, how does that really, I know I understand Christmas, Micah, but how does the idea that Jesus was born as a baby here on earth and moved into our neighborhood, how does that make a bit of difference in my life? Well, no matter what you've heard about Christmas before or whether you care or you don't care or whether you believe or you don't believe, here's what I'm asking for the next few minutes, just allow yourself to rethink all of it. And here's why. The Christmas story is not just a story. It's actually history. It's about real people with real lives who had real problems and felt real fears. These were people who had doubts and questions about God. Maybe the same doubts and questions some of us have. We all have them. Doubts, questions, wondering how does God work in the world that I live in? And so the people in this story are people who are not expecting anything special or unique to happen to them. And they definitely weren't expecting God to show up on this particular night in history, but he did. And so as you listen to this story, I want you to think about yourself. Put yourself in this story. How would you have responded? What would you have thought? What would you have done? And so we ask some of the children in our children's ministry to tell us the Christmas story. And so let's take a look at how they tell the story.
1: So from the beginning of the story, so there's there's a woman named Mary. Mary had a little lamb. (laughs) <laughs> Get my cake and uh, a <laughs> She is going to, well, marry Joseph. Mary and Joseph. Joseph. One night, Mary was sleeping and then an angel came to her named Gabriel. An angel appears to her saying that she will have a son and that son is the son of God. And then the angel said, you're going to have a baby. And said you are going to have the son of God. And he will be named Jesus. Have you ever seen an angel? I see an angel. What are angels look like? They, they have, have wings. They wings. And, and they have this golden thing. A golden sign. <laughs> a gold sign. He looked, like, with the wings, and he had, like, the shirt that was long, with no pants. Mary said that she is just still young, so how could I have a baby? And they take a trip to Bethlehem. They had to pay their taxes. I think Joseph ran from his temple out of the place, and he ran in the sand, and I think went after a long Time he, he he got to that place and Mary I don't know how she got there. She was riding on a donkey. And then they um went on the donkey from where they were to uh Bethlehem. Um I think Bethlehem. What was that? Bethlehem. I have no idea where Bethlehem is. They were starting to get sleepy, so they went to this place that had animals. And the dad, he made the, the bed with um hay so it could be comfortable for um, the baby to come out. And then they came to the Bethlehem and they couldn't find a house. And we don't have enough room. We're sorry. She felt like the she was gonna have the baby right away, but she held it in. Cats? No. Maybe but, like no one cats but no, no cats. No cats. Probably no. Seeps. Nods. Elephant. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't go with an elephant. Maybe it might have an elephant in the barn. No, because that goes in the zoo. horses. Versus... I highly doubt there were chickens. 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 Why not chickens? Packs. Yeah, my nice little thing. They are pecking furious monsters. Well I know that there are ca- I know that there are cows and dogs. Mary would die in pain. Until the baby came out. They put the baby in a manger. They had to build a manger. They didn't have actually to build a manger. actually they um they found a manger and they put some like
0: hay in it. love it love it so just so we're on the same page so there's a young girl named Mary and she was told by an angel that she would conceive and give birth to the son of God and so her, her and her fiance Joseph they traveled to Bethlehem for a census to be counted and while she was there the baby, Jesus, he was born and they wrapped him in cloth and they laid, they laid him in a feed trough because there were no extra rooms available for them. And so let me ask this question. If you were the God of the universe and you wanted to show up on earth and announce your presence to the world for the first time, and, and you would know that you're going to save all of humanity that in a world that was brutal and cold, that where only the strong survive, that you were going to introduce the entire idea of love is the strongest force. Because Jesus is actually the one that introduced that to a cold world, to a hard world. And so if that was you and you were gonna show up, how would you do it? I know I would show up as some kind of crime-fighting superhero or something, right? You know, with, I would wear a power suit that shows I mean business. You know, I'm going to vote justice on the cruel and hope for the oppressed. And, and, but for sure, at least I would show up as an adult, like with thoughts and opinions, could being able to speak. That's how I would do it. But when the real God of the universe arrived, he chose to show up as a baby, small, helpless, completely dependent on other people to survive. As strange as that, Sounds That was how God moved into our neighborhood. Because you see, for almost all of human history, people thought God was angry and distant. Somebody that had to be appeased. But then God actually showed up in our world as an infant to show humility, kindness. And God didn't just come. He actually showed up to let us know that he really does Understand us because God showed up in the world the exact same way each one of us did as a baby. See, if you've ever wondered if God knows you, if God loves you, if you've ever wondered if God understands you or knows what it's like to live on this planet in skin, he does. And the Christmas story is proof. How he entered our neighborhood is proof the word became flesh and blood and was born a baby in a manger. And what's common when a baby is born? Well, we all celebrate, right? And then we keep celebrating every single year from then on. It's a birthday because who doesn't love a birthday party? And so technically, the Christmas story, it is also a birthday story. And as we continue in the Christmas story, we're gonna see that God knew how to party as well. So baby Jesus had a few people come and celebrate his birth all those years ago. So let's hear from the kids on who came to the birthday party. Check it out.
1: Shepherds also came. An angel came to the shepherd's and said that the son of God is being born lying in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. So, the angel told the shepherds where to find Jesus. You'll find the baby in wobbly clothes. He will be lying in a manger. It looks like just a normal angel, like snow angels. That's what angels look like. Why would an angel come down to Tell them that Mary would have a basic baby. They probably didn't have snacks. Yeah, they probably maybe had to eat their sheep when they were done taking <laughs> care of. Hey, it's just they time. probably made their wool the into clothes or something, <laughs> and then they just kept the sheep. Like they just cut off some of the wool to make it into clothes, while they let the sheep live. Not you. <laughs> I
0: don't know what shepherds are. All right, so we know what shepherds are. And as the kids tell us, there were shepherds and they appeared. And in Jesus's day, here's what we don't know. We know what shepherds are, but in that neighborhood, in the surrounding communities, the shepherds were the people with the lowest status. Shepherds actually had to stay away from normal people because they were too poor they were too unclean. They were too undignified for actual regular society. This was, their sta- this was their standard, their state. And yet that's who the angels appeared to. And when the angels appeared, they said to these shepherds, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. And I love this phrase. And I don't know what you have heard about God before, but if what you have heard is not good news of great joy for all people, then my guess is what you've heard is wrong because the message that we focus on this time of year is exactly what the angels said it was. It is good news and it's great joy for absolutely everybody. And by showing up in that neighborhood and making this announcement to a group of shepherds outside the walls of the city, God could not have made the point any clearer. And that is that God's love is for all people at all times and in all places. And then like we do at birthdays, they threw a party because it says, suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels. So a bunch of other angels showed up praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those his favor rests. Now that had to be the biggest party in history. And it's this huge, enormous group of angels. And we kind of have the idea of what angels, we have this picture in our society of angels as little fat babies you know, uh, with bows and arrows and in diapers. And the truth is, if you saw a real angel, angels are massive. There's a reason that when they show up, people, the first thing that they say is, do not be afraid. And the reason they say that is because there is something to be afraid of. They're formidable beings. They're huge. And no, they're not these little plump babies in diapers. The truth is, if you see an angel, you might need a diaper. And this is, this is who was there. So you've got all these huge beings there. There's this host of angels showed up and praising God. And who did they invite? The shepherds. It was an interesting choice for an invite because they were expendable, lower class. And yet those are the ones that God chose to have come and celebrate Jesus's birth. This shows us something absolutely spectacular about God's character. And, the, and the, what it shows us is that when God moved into our neighborhood, everybody was invited to the party, from the highest of angels to the lowest shepherd. And you can't explain a God like that. It's unexplainable. We can read about it. We can talk about it. But that experience had to be like none other. And what's relatable about this story is that I'm sorry, I can't focus. We, we have a, I'm sorry, we have a nursery uh, for three years and under if, uh, if, if there's some kids that are a little bit um, having a hard time. So that's okay. So um, we don't want to be satisfied with just hearing about it. We want to try to experience it because when the angels had left them and gone and went to heaven, the shepherds actually said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem and let's see this thing that has happened. They had to go and experience Jesus for themselves. And they were like, wait, wait, wait. If God has done this, if God is like this, if God has shown up to people like us, We got to go. We got to see it. And so they did. And they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. They went and found baby Jesus, just like the angel had said. They experienced Jesus and it changed them forever. Because when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them. They spread the word and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. What the, shepherd, the shepherds experienced, it, it spread far and wide and people couldn't imagine what they had experienced. They were all amazed. Now, when we hear this story, this historical snapshot, I don't know if it makes you curious I don't know if it makes you skeptical certain you might be amazed like the people in that day that heard from the shepherds you might believe it all like the shepherds did or maybe you believe none of it maybe you feel something maybe you feel nothing no matter where you land today me telling you the story it's just an explanation like the shepherds we all need to experience it for ourselves So, my encouragement for you is to follow the shepherds' example, do what they did. Because Jesus is meant to be experienced, not just explained, not just explained. Somebody else's explanation of their own experience, yeah, that can be a great start. But ultimately, we need to experience it for ourselves. And what is it like to experience Jesus? well john tells us in his gospel that jesus said of himself i am the light of the world and whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life we will have him and nobody can explain light and dark in a way that makes it easy to understand for somebody who hadn't experienced it you have to experience it for yourself a lot of us have experienced dark times in our lives the loss a loss of a loved one, a job, a loss of a marriage, a family. But listen, when we experience the light of the love of God, the goodness of God in our own lives, that experience shapes our lives going forward. And some, like somebody who's received a miraculous healing, they can't, they can't say that he doesn't exist. Something, when something amazing is happening and people are excited, we don't want to just hear about it. We want to experience it ourselves. So how do we do that? How can you start or or even continue to experience Jesus in your life during this season? Well, the first thing that we all need to do is actually make a decision to experience the love of God by making a decision to surrender our lives and follow him. And maybe you've heard this story and maybe you believe it, but you never walked it out. Well, you can make the decision to start walking in the light today. Because directly after the service, we're gonna have elders at the next steps table in the back of the room. And they're there to pray for any prayer requests that you have. Anybody that goes back there and asks, that's what they're there for. But if you wanna make a decision to follow Christ today, they can pray for you about that as well. And just let them know and they'll help, help walk you through the steps to follow Jesus. But for right now, we wanna do something really special that's gonna illustrate what it's like when we all have the light of the world, the light of life living on the inside of us. So at this time, if the elders would come forward and if the team would get ready to lower the light everywhere in the room, and look, I'm not gonna let it stay dark for very long, okay? But in just a minute, what's gonna happen is you're gonna light your candles off of somebody else's candles. And so the way that we're going to do this is that the candles that are already lit please don't tip those to light another candle because we're gonna drip wax everywhere, okay? So instead, please tip the unlit candles to light them off of somebody else's candle. And kids, don't break your glow sticks until your parents light their candles and then you all break your glow sticks, okay? And when we do this, we're gonna experience something incredibly beautiful, something very, very meaningful because the whole room is gonna illuminate with light. When it does, let it paint a picture of you, of of what God wants to do in your life as he illuminates your life with light. Would you stand with me? Let's go ahead and bring down the lights and let's sing together as we light our candles. Fully explained, And in the same way that Jesus is meant to be experienced, not just explained, this is exactly what we can experience if we live in his light. And that, that's my Christmas prayer for every one of us today, is that as we allow Jesus to light up our lives, that our lives would be as beautiful as what we see right now. And I believe that that can happen in your life. I believe it. And I want to let you know that Jesus loves you and he has a plan for your life. And it's it's an experience of light and a full life. So Jesus, we just thank you for being the light of our lives in Jesus' name.